With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. At 23 past three here on SENZ, this is uh, Phoenix Nation, the last one for the season. Thanks to Oppo, still to come, David Dome is going to join us, uh, the uh, general manager of the Phoenix. We'll talk to him about uh, the, the new leadership, I guess, on the field going forward. And uh, we'll also catch up with David Choate, who called all the games for SENZ this season. Right now, though, the director of football, Sean Gill, joins us. G'day, Sean. How you doing? Yeah, very well, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Congratulations on getting that signing of Mo over the line and uh, great timing as well. It's, uh, you know, so often in the past with the Knicks, you know, you sort of had to wait uh, till maybe uh, six to eight weeks out from the season starting to know who's in the squad, but it looks like we're building already. Yeah, it's, look, it's been, a, uh, it's been a bit of a funny one, right? We sort of had a, a campaign we've been going through and then we had, obviously, the announcement that Ulfrey was leaving and then the announcement that Chief was going to take his, uh, you know, take over from uh, from Ulfrey. Um And it was sort of a hard you know, hard time to sort of try and uh, do both things in terms of, you know, keeping everyone focused on the top six and, uh, and then sort of starting to think about recruitment and planning for next year. But... Yeah, we've been sort of working away uh, in the background a little bit, and then obviously things have ramped up, uh, particularly this week with, um, with with us sort of uh, going out of the competition. Uh, Mo, uh, I just had him on actually. Uh, when did he come on your radar? And maybe talk us through how scouting for the Phoenix works, because it feels like obviously you know Chiefy hasn't uh, wasn't announced that long ago. All of a sudden we've got a signing. So how does how does the uh, the scouting for the Knicks work, uh, and and how long had that been in the works of the the Mo signing? Yeah, Mo was one that uh, he came on the radar uh, probably a month or a month or so uh, go back once Chiefy was uh, announced as the coach. Um, and obviously, particularly with the Mo one, right? There's a there's a relationship there, uh, and that's always a that's always a, a strong assistance uh, for us in the in the recruitment of players. Uh, you know, when head coaches work with someone before and knows their skill sets and the abilities of that player, uh, it becomes a bit of an easy process to to go through. But you know, in general terms. Um, you know, largely uh, between between a number of uh, people within the uh, football department, you know, myself, chiefy, uh, assistant coaches, and obviously when Uffi was here, you know, we all had a network of uh, agents uh, that we that we sort of had had dealt with, uh, which covered you know most of well, all of the Australian market, and then obviously ones that we sort of work with that are that that, that are more overseas based. Uh, so we get uh, players sent to us who are coming off contract, you know, regularly, um, you know, hundreds and hundreds of emails. Um, and then, you know, obviously LinkedIn and things like that, you know, we get hundreds and hundreds of uh, agents from overseas wanting to connect and then send us players. And so, uh, and then obviously you put, put players on a list, you sort of rule them in or out as, uh, as ones to, to look further at or not look further at. And then we have, uh, you know, online platforms like Scout where we, are able to assess and analyse players, uh, all their video footage from you know all the games they've played, which has been tagged into you know certain things like passing shots, goals, defending this, that, everything else, right? And it gives us an ability then to really assess and analyse the player if we don't know that player, 
Um, and then, you know, once you get to the point where you think, well, this might be the one for us, you know, then you do some background checks with, with contacts around the world, you know, when you look at a visa page particularly who will know that player. Uh, or, you know, with, with contacts within the Australian game that might know that player and, and get a feel for the personality and whether they're going to fit with the culture and, and, and that's sort of the process, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, you know, the, the way football clubs work now as a business is, uh, you know, it has changed a lot of things. It used to be that uh, everything, you know, sort of came and went through the manager who had his own network of scouts. But very much now it seems like modern football, you know, you have, a, I guess you'd say, a profile of a type of player who does a certain job that you want. And then, it, you know, the manager just kind of hears about four or five options and who uh, who's, on his, uh, who's on his training pitch is, uh, you know, a bit of a mystery to him <laughs> until he gets there sometimes yeah look I remember when I first started the job uh, 10 years ago right I uh, came in and I opened up one of the drawers uh, underneath my desk and there was probably 400 CD uh, uh, ROM discs right then that's how they used to come in the old days right players would, or agents would send uh, send discs and they would have video footage right almost like a YouTube sort of highlight package right and it was uh, it was always the good stuff um, but at least now you know with these uh, platforms like Y Scout and Instat, you know, all the all the games of players that we're particularly looking at are all online, right? And you can, as I say, you know, you can you can analyse them to death. You know, the stats are all there, uh, and also things like social media. You know, you get to get a bit of a gauge through Twitter and uh, uh, Instagram and that. You know, about about the player. You know, are they are they out on boats and you know champagne flutes there all the time? Maybe you don't look at those players. You know, so it's a uh, yeah, there's a wide range of things that go into it now, uh, and, and I think I think what we're probably starting to see too, and I, and I particularly think of the Phoenix, right? We we tend to get more of them right than we get wrong mm. than we probably did in the past, and I think across the A League you start to see that as well. I think more often than not we're starting to see a better quality of particularly visa player right come into the league because you have all those uh, platforms and. And, and what not to be able to properly assess a player, you know, rather than what it was maybe sort of in the early days where, you, you know, you get a disc in the post from Brazil and you think that's the right way and you, you don't even really get a chance to have a proper look and you sign off on that type of thing, you know. So it's definitely come a long way. Yeah, it has. It's, 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 it's changed a lot over the years, as, as you say. You mentioned, uh, you know, your visa players. You do have one visa spot for next season, as things stand. Uh, and, you know, obviously lost uh, half your central midfield. Uh, so a lot of conjecture about maybe it being used there. But uh, it seems that central defence is, is where you want to use that spot. Um, where are you looking and how long before do you think you, you get that player? Yeah, so, you know, obviously we've just signed Mo, uh, so that gives us Mo and Rufa uh, as sixes at the moment. Um, we, we are still in discussions with Nicholas Pennington, uh, and if we can get Nicholas across the line, you know, we feel pretty comfortable that uh, Rufa, uh, Pennington uh, and Mo uh, are A-league quality midfielders that we can go into a season with. Uh, and then I guess probably, you know, a fourth option, would, we will probably look into uh, our academy uh, there. You know, we're, we're, we're very comfortable that we have a, a, a good uh, pathway coming through the academy into the first team now and sort of see, you know, we, we always like to try and double up in positions uh, when we're putting a squad together. So, you know, the fourth one, particularly when you think about, you know, you know, two starting sixes, so having four players for that position. The fourth one we tend to think about as, you know, someone that we see a future and someone that's come through the pathway uh, and that we can look to 
as a as a sort of a I guess a bit of a project to build for for the future. Um, in terms of that visa spot, you know, if we end up doing getting that that midfield that we we're, we're comfortable with, then we think probably uh, a centre back will be will be the, the the best use of that that visa spot. Yeah, interesting. All right, what does that mean? Do you think? For Tim Payne, uh, who's been, you know, the I guess him and Scott have been the the number one centre back pairing for most of the season. Um, I don't know about you, and, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but it, he he looks like he might have lost a little bit of toe, and I'm I'm not sure if right back's his best position. So I was thinking maybe you were going to use him more in the midfield with the loss of some of those midfielders. Um, how do you see his future at the club? Look, that'll be uh, that'll be largely down to Chief uh, and what he sees sees best fit. You know, I think there is a conversation definitely about him as a uh, as a as a right fullback for us. You know, it wasn't uh, that many seasons ago that he that he played there and was 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 outstanding there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously Cal comes in and that gives you different options. And you know, then Payne came back and more inside. So, you know, we, we, we'll we'll have a look at look at some things during the preseason. Well, Chief, you'll have a look at some things during the preseason and and sort of work it out from there. But you know, potentially we could see Payne move back to a, to a right back uh, right back spot. But it might be in a bit of a different system. You know, there's all those type of uh, equations to to figure out as well. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, what about um, and I, I know you'll probably be aware of this because you, you released your your list of players who were who were leaving the club, and Callan Elliott uh, was one of those. And uh, I I, I um, brought it up uh, with your media manager before you before you came on, and, and mentioned that uh, Paul Eiffel had suggested that things. Uh, his understanding is he, he's a representative for the player were different. He said he loved his time at the club and was looking to stay. Was in negotiations when an offer off uh, off the table uh, was off taken off the table. I should say he has nothing sorted now. We'll seek a new club. So, I mean, that's obviously different to the message that the club have put out. What do you put that down to? Is that just a communication breakdown, a misunderstanding, and is it something that you would pursue later on? Uh, look, I, I, I don't see there any point getting into a he said she said type thing around mm-hmm. around Callum. You know. Uh, I stand by what I've said all, all week. You know, we, we, we put an offer to Callan, uh, well, probably two or three months ago now. Um, and we thought that was a very good offer. Uh, you know, it was improved on, on what he was on this year and they had incremental steps across the three years that we had put to him. And ultimately, we never got any agreement back from Callan on that, on that, on those terms. Uh, you know, there were some other peripheral things that were being discussed and talked about amongst that. And, and ultimately, we didn't get an agreement from Cullen on the terms. Uh, and at, at, at a point, you have to make the decision to move on, and, and that's what we had to do ultimately. Yeah, OK. Um, thanks for clearing that up. Uh, what about the women's side of things? And, of course, we've got Paul Temple and his uh, new head coach there. Uh, I know we've got two players signed at the moment uh, for next season. Uh, how far away from you, uh, from you know maybe announcing the re-signing of a Michaela Foster, for example, uh, do you think we are? Yeah, so uh, obviously things have moved quite quickly in that space uh, in terms of getting Paul announced uh, as the coach. Um, I think that was done on, when was that done? Sunday morning. Uh, and then Monday, uh, Paul flew to Christchurch to go on his pro licence for this week. Uh, and then on uh, Monday next week, he flies to Argentina to take up uh, the assistant coach role with the under-20s, right? So uh, at the moment, uh, I haven't had a conversation with Paul over the last couple of days because uh, I know he's been quite busy down there. But my uh, understanding uh, is that he, well, not understanding, that the plan was that he was going to be speaking to the players uh, that were here last year 
about his plans and what he was looking uh, for and whatnot, and then we'll get a fair idea over those discussions around uh, who, who I then need to go and start signing. So at the moment, we I haven't started any discussions, uh, yeah. but uh, today, tomorrow, I'll be having a conversation with Paul to, to, to see where things are at with his, his, his discussions. We, we, we feel it's, it was more important that Paul had the first conversation with these players as the head coach of the team, and then we'll, we'll pick it up and take it on from there. Yeah, no, fair enough. That makes perfect sense. All right, good stuff, Gilly. Thanks very much for coming on and having a chat, mate. I really appreciate it. And uh, uh, hopefully you get to put your feet up a little bit between uh, now and uh, July when preseason kicks in. Can't see it, but uh, <laughs> this, is the, this, is the, this is the foundation building time. So, uh, you know, we'll get our work done. And then uh, once preseason starts, I might be able to get away for a little bit of time in the school holidays with the family. Yeah, well, good luck to that. Good luck to you on that one, mate. Go well. Perfect. Thank you very much. Have a good afternoon. You too, mate. Uh, this is Phoenix Nation. Thanks to Oppo on SCNZ. We're 25 away from four, a little bit late for news. We'll get to that when we come back. David Dome joins us.